Kia ora, you're listening to Speak Out Radio on 106.1 FM. I'm your host today, Compass, and I use they, them pronouns, and I'm here with... Hi, my name is Ree, and I use she, they pronouns. Kia ora, ko Bronwyn tenei. I'm Bronwyn, and I also use she, her pronouns. Yay! <laughs> <laughs> I feel like it's been a long time since I've had someone on the show that uses she, her pronouns. <laughs> it's like, finally. We're the ice. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> Exactly. Um, so we're here today because we're going to talk about some stuff to do with schools because people are going back to school Spring like time. yeah in like two days, um, which we'll we'll pray for you. Um, <laughs> but we're going to talk about um, like QSA stuff, and then we'll do some like study tips and you know mental health tips because we're obviously professionals. Um, <laughs> qualified stresses. Yes. <laughs> oh, yeah, qualified stresses. Yeah. That's good. <laughs> exactly. So my CV. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Um, so, Bron, do you want to tell us a little bit about what you do? Oh, sure. So, I work for Inside Out, and our role is basically anything about trying to help make schools be safer and more welcoming places for rainbow young people. Um, so, that's like working with the teachers, helping train the teachers, um, giving them some skills, and also working with young people, And because often the young people know what they want in schools, so we just support them to like make the changes they want to make. Um, so, I work for from Wellington to Otaki to Masterton. So if you're going to school in that area and you need anything, just hit me up. We are always there. Um, yeah, so that could be, it could be that there's some stuff happening in your school which isn't cool, like maybe there isn't bathrooms that work for you or maybe like there's no rainbow group in your school or maybe the teachers say stink things or maybe you go to sex ed and it's like everyone in the world is straight and they don't mention anything else. <laughs> which is 100% true. <laughs> <laughs> So frustrating and we're working on it. So if that happens, just send me an email. You can find my email on the Inside Out website. Just look under the school's coordinators. I'm there. So email me and um, we can have a chat. And um, maybe you want to deal with it yourself, but you just need some brainstorming help or good. Or if you need an outsider to come in and be like, hey, the law says that rainbow students should be okay in school and discrimination is not okay. Then I'll put on my like grown up pants and try and have a really good conversation with your school about that. You're stomping there. Yeah, with my grown up pants on. I think that's my favorite kind (laughs) of like pants to put on it's like i i am right i am right you are wrong listen to me Me. yeah it's always better when the law is on your side as well Mm. you know yeah yeah Yeah. (laughs) now listen to us talk for an hour about the 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 legal system (laughs) yeah um and re uh what do you do um i am currently am i currently a student yes i am enrolled actually in Victoria University I was previously a student at Wellington High School and I was the uh, coordinator I guess leader of ultraviolet group for about three years so all of my senior years I ran the group there and I facilitated a bunch of workshops and events and every not every day that would be so exhausting (laughs) um weekly meetings with our LGBT group so that was fun and I'm about to go study law and geography at Victoria University because I am a big fat nerd um, and as we know legal systems already interest me within the two minutes that we've been speaking so I think it's a good choice that I'm going to do and I'm also working on the climate challenge team this year so I get to coordinate an entire conference about what's it about the climate the climate <laughs> you'll see I get to design the whole thing as well so <laughs> that's fun the climate change team of what? The climate challenge team, well, we have a national committee, which I'm on, and I'm in charge of the Wellington committee. So I have 
how many people, seven people under me, and we all work to plan a conference for six months for high schoolers. So you can attend that too in June. Yeah. Awesome. So is that the like all of the stuff we've seen with the, the school strike um, stuff, or is it different from that? Different. There are friends, and we work closely with them, and we have last year especially when the school strike movement was really prominent, and we probably will again because it makes sense to do that, and they are good people, and they're fighting a good fight. Um, but no, it is a different organisation. We're kind of... a a brainchild of Generation Zero, so. Good stuff. Yeah, Good stuff. Oh my gosh, you're so, you do such cool things, <laughs> both of you. Um, and third to me, I like played Assassin's Creed Origin for three <laughs> days straight. Respect. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Honestly, my brain is mush at this point. Um, yeah, so I guess like you've led, you've led a, a QSA. I used to run a QSA as well. And Bron, you basically just like, um, all of them. Yeah, you. <laughs> I just give all the QSAs high fives and resources yeah. and like chips. Yeah, and it's super <laughs> awesome. And also, um, another thing that we do with Inside Out that both Bran and I sort of like help out with is the um, QSA meetup groups. So they used to be for QSA leaders, but we're this year they're opening up to any anybody really yeah that's so cool yeah yeah so the new format it's called queued up and it's about like preparing you I don't know not preparing you it's about supporting you to help make your QSA awesome so anyone that's part of a rainbow group in their school or if you're at a school which doesn't have a rainbow group but you'd like to have one then you're welcome to come along it's every month um so some of the time we'll just be like getting to know your staff that's a bit cheesy but hopefully break the ice so you can get to know queers and rainbows from other schools <laughs> And like you just can back each other up yeah and then we'll do some specific training stuff like maybe you've got a problem because someone in your group never shuts up and so then you could Don't have at me like that <laughs> no 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 just <laughs> thought of that randomly so we could have a brainstorm like how can you manage that or maybe there's a teacher in your school that's super homophobic and you don't know what to do about it anything whatever we'll have some trainings yeah. I want to see, like, Mini Teachers College for QSAs, which I think is fun. Yeah. I love it. Mini Teachers College, I love that. <laughs> yeah, and I, I went to, um, like, basically all of them while I was running a QSA, and it was super useful even to just be like, I'm having issues with this, or, like, we're doing really great, and then having people that were sort of on the same page being like, you're doing a great job, or this is something that maybe would work. It worked in our QSA. Mm. You can try it out. So mm. it's just, like, a really nice like communal space and I also think some like the majority of my best friends are people that I've met through oh 100% yeah yeah it's just like other rainbow people I've met through um the QSA um the meetups queued up as it now is so come along to find your best friend (laughs) we're advertising now get here (laughs) yeah yeah all of you need to like put in like a cv and we'll match you up with the best best friend we can you want star signs hogwarts houses and um that's about it i'm an aries so basically you know i'll be friends with anyone but i'm a lot (laughs) (laughs) yeah um so i guess what would be really cool is sort of maybe talking about maybe different formats that QSAs can come in because um, I've gone to quite a few QSAs and I know a lot of QSA leaders and I've done a lot of workshops and so have you, Bron. Mm. And obviously, Rhi, you I've know a there. lot of people. Yeah. You've been there. You've I've done it. There. Yeah. Mm. Um, so maybe we could talk about um, like different functions that QSAs mm. can have and, you know, what works for different needs that people in schools have. Mm. Yeah. So, for instance, like, 
maybe um, your school needs a place for rainbow people to just meet up, have a safe space and being able to chat. So having like a social group where maybe you have lunch or something like that, whereas other schools might need different things. Yeah. Yeah, so I reckon first off, if your school has a QSA and if you're part of making a QSA happen, then you're awesome and that's awesome and you should just like celebrate that and keep going. Yeah, because like it makes a huge difference. And I think one thing we hear from like rainbow students in schools that maybe aren't ready to come out yet but scared is just even having a QSA makes them feel way safer. So like you're doing good work just by just by existing and rainbowing in the world, you're doing good work. Absolutely. So first one is like high fives to you. And then... Um, yeah, like Kumpa said, QSAs can do different things. We sort of talk about their social, political and educational. So social is like hangout time, safe time, eating chips, playing games, whatever. Political is like making changes that you want to see. So it might be like advocating for gender neutral uniforms or gender neutral toilets, bathrooms, yeah, anything else. Um, and then the what's the other one I forgot educational yeah (laughs) so that's like um, as you already know schools don't teach much stuff about rainbow Mm -hmm. so QSAs often fill the gap so you might do sex ed like I know Wellington High has some sex ed stuff that you do extensive program so yeah yeah, <laughs> extensive it's a program. program. It's like a, you, so you sign a form and you go in and you like just do sex. Four part PowerPoint. Actually, yeah. no, it's four separate PowerPoints. And can I say there is one thing I know about Wellington High's PowerPoint, <laughs> and it is the fact that on one of the slides there is like a graphic of. Or like a Photoshop picture of um, oh, yeah. Superman and Batman scissoring, <laughs> and that's all I know. <laughs> yep. No, I didn't make that personal slide, but I have delivered that to a QSA before. So that was cool. <laughs> it's just a great time. <laughs> and it can also be other educational stuff, like you can help each other know about movies and books that are out there, or um, maybe you want to write an essay for your English class about like a rainbow topic, but you kind of want to check it out with the others first and see what they think. You can kind of support each other like that as well. So it really depends on what your school needs. If your school is a school where like there's heaps of bullying and stuff then probably your group's going to be more like social and just like safe space to start with until mm-hmm. you like build up each other's strength and maybe you can do more about it um but if your school's not got that kind of vibe then you might have like more like action stuff that you want to do mm-hmm. um and it also depends some groups are like super sporty and like doing like run around games and stuff <laughs> and some groups are like super geeky and really like sitting in a circle and talking about things and oh, um, you can choose <laughs> And I think as well um, with QSAs is a lot of the time they have more than one function of like maybe yeah. every second week you do like a shared lunch and then the other week you do something maybe more political or something a bit more educational just mm. so that, you know, because it, your QSA doesn't just have to be one thing. Mm, definitely. I just thought of something. We've been saying QSA lots, but what does QSA stand for? Oh, uh, ooh. <laughs> ooh. <laughs> Ding. I think I know. Definition, <laughs> just in check. So uh, QSA stands for Queer Straight Alliance. So um, they used to be called um, GSAs a lot, so Gay Straight Alliance. But... I was almost like, what's G? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> no. <laughs> no, but um, I, I think it's you know, over time people have become more comfortable with being called queer and it's also a bit more inclusive than just Mm -hmm. saying gay. Mm -hmm. Um, A lot of, some schools also just call it a rainbow diversity group or, you know, I don't know what other words, but... um, Most schools have their own names for them as well. Yeah. That Mm -hmm. are like 
in jokes, which I think yeah. is fun. Like often yeah. spectrum has something to do with it because you like yeah. to be all inclusive. So yeah, um, the the group at my school used to be called the A to Z Club. <laughs> <laughs> That's so cute because of the alphabet soup, eh? Yeah, yeah. It's like everyone's welcome. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, ours was ultraviolet. So that's just quite literally a spectrum of light. I don't know why oh. we chose ultraviolet. I literally, it's I cute can't, though. I can't remember why it came up. Yeah. But that was it. No, and I think a bit, a thing about QSAs especially is in terms of like what purpose they serve, it often evolves over time as well. Like obviously, mm. if you have a school that is very not friendly to the queer community or the rainbow communities, you are going to focus on being more social, and then you gradually get more political. And I think that's definitely happened with Wellington High. Is we had to we had to be a safe space, and then we had to make policy changes so that people could be even safer. And then we did educational stuff mm. because that's just how we saw meeting needs grow. Mm. So that's that's how I've seen it in the past. Would you like to talk about the awesome like Pride Week that your school <laughs> runs? <laughs> I was yeah, of course. Um, well, as you know, Day of Silence is a quite big thing. Is it all over the world or just in New Zealand? I don't know. I, think, um, I, I only think about New Zealand. <laughs> yeah. Um, I think, I think um, um, Day of Silence is more of a New Zealand thing, but um, Pink Shirt Day yeah. is more of a global a thing. thing yeah. yeah. What originally started from, we, I think my first year at high school, that we did Day of Silence as a group. And then the next year after that, we were like, that was cool, but I don't really get the vibe because obviously, well, Wellington High is a very inclusive school already and it didn't make sense to be silent about your pride. So we're mm. like, Let's do the exact opposite of that. We had a huge brainstorming session in UV. And we basically were like, okay, we want a day that is dedicated to being celebrating, to being celebratory and being as loud as possible at your pride and basically getting everybody involved as we possibly can. And over the years and through myself and my co-leaders' leadership, we evolved it into a whole pride week because it's like, why have one day when you could have four or five or six? No one's going to stop us. So basically evolved into a week of workshops and speakers and events and celebrations and it was good it was great it was so much fun it was a lot of work to do but obviously meant that we could get involved with lots of people so we worked really closely with Inside Out we worked with a bunch of politicians and we worked with um, a bunch of outside groups that were able to bring everybody in and have a good time. Good stuff and I I went for I think two days um Last year now. This oh wait, this is the first episode of twenty twenty. Oh, and I didn't say welcome anything about to twenty twenty. Welcome to twenty twenty. I'm really short sorry. Interlude. Yeah, mm. sorry. <laughs> short interlude. Um, we've we've skipped a decade. We, we've four, yeah, fourteen minutes into the first. Why? How did I forget? Yeah, but um, the it doesn't feel like the new. Well, it does, but it doesn't. It feels like the same year. Oh, and also since the weekend, welcome to the year of the rat, because it's yes. been Chinese New oh, Year. Yes. So if you are a year of the rat person, 12 years old, might be heading into school, high school for the first time this year, then it's your year, and we all have to be nice to you, and you get to wear red. Yes. Oh, that's cool. <laughs> yeah. You get a, a colour too. <laughs> yeah. I, it's, red is just a celebratory yeah. colour. Red's, red's oh. the colour. Yeah. Red is the colour. Yeah. <laughs> I'm here of the snake, so I'm excited for whenever that's coming. You and me both. Yeah. I think it just went like oh, a it? few years ago. Two, three. I th- you see, the thing is, is that I they repeat. The you know? <laughs> like, no, but I don't know the cycle, you know? Yeah. Do you know the cycle? I don't know. I know there's 12, so if it's just gone, maybe you've got a few more years left. You save up for your special red top when it comes around. (laughs) Uh, Actually, it would have been like four or five years ago because it's... Oh, true. How old are you? Wait, I'm 18. I don't know. You're 18 and it's a 12-year cycle, so it was probably like six years ago, roughly. 
okay, so we have six years to go, and then it'll be <laughs> it took our like year. A minute to figure that out. Yeah. I was like, wait. It'll, it'll be it'll be our year in six years. <laughs> until <Way> then, <laughs> until then, yeah, yeah. And then just just stay tuned. Yeah, the whole, the whole time. So yeah, stay tuned until then. Yeah. Um, what were we talking about? 2020. Oh, yes. Oh, last year. Oh, yes. Pride Week. Um, yeah. Last, yeah, I was there for two days because um, me and one of the other um, volunteers, we ran like a how to be an, a, like a trans ally. Yeah. Um, and then there was also a panel as well that I was on. That was great. And yeah, I enjoyed it. Yeah, you were on a big Outlaw Day panel. Yeah, it was yeah. great. Um, but it was sort of just really awesome to see that um, it wasn't just sort of this thing of you had a bunch of events happening. You actually had like decked out the school in like oh. rainbow <laughs> flags. And after we were done with like brainstorming about what it meant to be a trans ally, people mm-hmm. actually like you put them up on the windows and on the walls so people could see them, mm-hmm. which was really awesome. It was just sort of, it was like super out loud, super yeah. loud, super out there. And it was like that thing, you can't ignore it while it's happening. We also really try and get teachers involved in it because, well, um, over the years, teachers have become more interested almost in mm-hmm. kind of being a good rainbow ally or being a good person within their school community. So it's nice to get everybody, especially health teachers involved mm-hmm. in like creating a better curriculum for, for rainbow students. So. Yeah, and like shout out to all the teachers that work really hard to make this school safe places because oh there's lots of you out there and you do amazing work. Yeah, and we couldn't do it without you. So yeah. that's cool. Totally. Yeah. And I think as well, you've sort of, I, you know, some people might disagree, but I would say that because Inside Out this year, we are launching a Pride Week. Yay, um, Pride yes. Week, We're School do- Pride Week. Yes, <laughs> and I, I, what I'm not dates? saying anything official, but I think it was inspired by Wellington High. Mm. I'm not saying... Oh, like, shucks. <laughs> 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 yeah, but that's also another really exciting thing that's coming up that is, like, it's obviously not every school will be able to do that because all schools are sort of at different levels of being rainbow inclusive. Mm. But it, I think it's going to be a really awesome step to being like, oh, you can be, like, actively and loudly supportive of rainbow people and people aren't gonna like pull their kids out of school people are actually gonna like celebrate you for it yeah yeah and the really cool thing is because we're supporting people all around the country to do it and schools to do it at the same time and then it like gives each other backup so if your school's doing it and the other school in your town is doing a pride week at the same time then no one can complain about either school because you're all equally gay everyone's doing it yeah (laughs) yeah yeah exactly and yeah, I'm just really excited for it. I think it's going to be great. do you know when it's going to be? Um, I don't think... Oh, I think the official dates might have been released, but you can go and find them um, on the Inside Out website under... Um, I think it's just under Pride Week 2020. Um, and uh, also at the moment there's a survey um, that I think is still out just asking you what sort of things you would want um, from Inside Out to support you with and what sort of stuff you would like to be involved in Pride Week 2020. So if that's something that you're super keen on or you'd just like to see develop over, you know, the years. And then you do Wellington High with that as well because obviously we haven't, well, they haven't set their Pride Week yet. So. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, that's super exciting and it'll be really cool. I'm so excited. Yeah, so and good. don't don't get overwhelmed like if your school hasn't got anything going on, then your pride week can just be like maybe one rainbow flag or like some mm. books in your library or whatever. Yeah. And then if your school's already like super rainbow and glitter, you can just like 
up a notch you this can, year. You can literally yeah. go all out. You can go all out. <laughs> uh, at my school, we did um, for International Pride Month. Um, we did um, like every second Wednesday, we would do hot chocolate and coloring in, and yeah, it was so cute. Let that me is so you. fun. Yeah, but like literally, almost the entire school came and knew that it was for Pride, and it was mm. super nice, and it was super super chill, and it was great. Um, mm. So it's like there is. You can do whatever. There's no one way to run a Pride Week. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I think that's important to know. Oh, and if you happen to be listening and you're from like an intermediate school, you can do stuff at your school too. It's not just for high schools. Yeah. Yeah. If you're not even at school, you can just do Pride Week as well. We'll we'll support you in that. (laughs) Homeschooled Pride Week, I think, is the thing we need to invest in. (laughs) Homeschooled Pride Week. Please. I was homeschooled for so long. Were you? Yeah, I was homeschooled. Yeah. Yeah. We don't, we barely know each other, Brie. Oh, you just don't care about me. I, I, <laughs> really call me out? Yeah. <laughs> no, yeah, I was homeschooled and that would, I think that would be great fun. That would be great fun. Because then it, you get a community. Yeah. You know? That's, that's, yeah. Yeah. That's that is just your family. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. So, oh, sorry. I'm, I lost my train of thought, right? <laughs> yeah, so talking about Pride Week, but I guess it would be nice to sort of bring it back to what you can do all year round. Or maybe, mm-hmm. I guess as well, we sort of had a conversation last week, in, not not last week, last year, um, in the, the QSA, yeah, in the, the QSA leaders group about how your QSA will evolve not only over time, but over the year mm-hmm. of like during different times of the year, your QSA is going to need different things because you know, obviously during exam period, you're not going to be able to dedicate as much. And at the beginning of the year, maybe it's a bit slow because everyone, maybe there are new students and they don't know what's going on. Mm-hmm. And, or maybe Often people are just, case. yeah, people are just slow to coming in. So maybe what could be really cool is if we just go through maybe all of those stages and give like little tips for how to handle that yeah yeah definitely um in my experience planning it out term by term is like the best thing you can do for your school's qsa because then you have a set amount of weeks and therefore a set amount of meetings that you can allocate time to um obviously like not everybody can attend every meeting and people like things happen throughout the year and obviously exam period is a big drop off because none of the senior students are able to run exams but um, week by week especially it's it's nice to be able to see the full year in scope and then you can plan it out by that we usually like load most of our educational stuff in the middle of the year mm-hmm. because that's when it makes most sense it's kind of like following a school year pattern as well like you know the start of school is like a bit lazy and you're trying to remember how to read and all these things <laughs> <laughs> and then term two is when it's like okay you have 800 assessments to do yeah. but now you can just take some time and you can go to a lunchtime QSA meeting and you can see your friends, you can have food and you can talk about all these rainbow issues. So that's, I think, the biggest thing um, that I would give uh, of advice that I would give when planning out the year. Um, and honestly, asking your QSA, like the very first meeting we always have is, OK, what what big goal do we want to achieve this year? And obviously last year was we want a whole Pride Week and we want it to be run by us. and We want Insight involved and we want our teachers involved and we want the whole school to be decked in rainbow attire um but obviously this year it's going to be something different because we've done that so how do we top that how do we get people safer how do we get people more engaged and stuff like that yeah, so. yeah. goals and planning yeah 
Do you have anything to add, Bron? Yeah, first I'd second that. Goals and planning is really (laughs) good. I reckon like maybe at the start, especially if you've got lots of new people or people are a bit shy or you're finding your vibe as like break Mm. into small groups and do exactly the same thing but in small groups and then the people that are less likely to speak up in a big group might say their stuff. Mm. So what you could do is like get into small groups and go like who wants more social time, who wants more educational time, who's like got their activist ready and like wanting to go. go. Yeah, Yeah. And then like kind of try and do an average like mm. if say say you've got like 20 people there and like 18 of them are like social and then you've just got two that are like activist <laughs> then probably you need to do mostly hanging out and like a little bit of action a stuff bit of a little bit of policy stuff as well or oh, I like those people can support the other people to go off and do it mm, so definitely. that's a good way and I'd also say just like at the in, at the start of the year like don't get discouraged if it takes a while to find your vibe because probably some of your key leaders left last year and you got new people and you're all getting to know each other and it will feel a bit awkward yeah. but don't run away from the awkward push through push and through. like it'll it'll prevail it'll yeah yeah you'll get there yeah, yeah. Uh, what I found really useful with like breaking the ice of like maybe new people come in or it's like the start of the year and everyone's a bit like eh um is uh what we would do is we would like move all of the tables to the side sit in a circle in our platonic circle of love <laughs> and um we so yeah it's super cute and we would just go around the circle um like introduce ourselves with our name pronouns and then everybody just tells like a little story about something that's happened in their week Mm -hmm. so it's like everybody has the opportunity to share something you know that happened outside the group they have the Mm -hmm. opportunity to vent if they need to anything Mm -hmm. like that and it's great for just breaking the ice and also people don't have to say like people would just be like I went to the dairy this week and some people can be like yeah 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 Yeah. and some people could be like oh this actually happened and it was like yeah so that's what we found super useful and it turned into it turned into such a big thing that one meeting literally all we did was sit in our platonic circle of love and talked and it was really great <laughs> yeah i'd recommend something like that we have a very similar thing we call it the round and it's every at the start of every lesson we're usually kind of in a circle format anyway because that's how our classroom is laid out it's like a two u shape two horseshoes and every time we have name pronouns and like a question and sometimes it's like a really dumb one like what's your spirit animal that's not dumb that's that's actually very important but besides the point and sometimes it's like what like what happened this week or what do you Mm. want to talk about what's on top and it's just it's nice to have something to like everyone starts off the same that's like okay we're getting into the round getting comfy eating food and it's just nice to have that consistency to Mm. to a meeting I think yeah yeah Oh, another th- good thing at the start of the year is to re-establish your co-papa, like what you're about. And so that can be, like, some people like to have group roles, other people like to call it, like, understanding, or but whatever language you use, like, talk about what you what you do together mm-hmm. so you could have something like privacy like what happens in the group stays there don't go talking about other people's business in the yeah. wider school environment that one's really important Definitely that um, confidentiality. confidentiality respecting other people's identities um and then especially at the start of the year when people are new like respecting if people don't want to talk about their identity stuff mm-hmm. like they might know what they feel like Um, how they feel but they don't want to talk about it they might not know how they feel yet and that's all super cool Um, and if you've been in the group for ages you might already be super confident that that's how the group rolls but new people might be scared so like make sure you tell them it's okay to not share stuff they don't want to yeah yeah definitely a big thing yeah 
Yeah. Um, so we're running out of time on air, but we will continue this conversation in podcast form. So you can find that on um, Inside Out's website under Speak Out Radio or Podbean, Spotify and iTunes. Podbean. Yeah, Podbean. It's super cute. Um, thank you, Podbean. Um, <laughs> and on iTunes Music as well. Um, so you can go and... Listen, listen there on. yeah if you want to nobody's forcing you to but, but we're so interesting we're so interesting and we're just great at talking yeah yeah do it for days yeah <laughs> do it for days yeah so you've been listening to speak out radio on 106.1 fm hello welcome back to the loyal ones <gasps> the real yeah. the real ones yeah everyone's th- real but yeah, but the real, real. <laughs> Welcome back to my real friends. Real sport mode. <laughs> real plus. <laughs> yeah. Um, so I reckon it would be good to just continue on with our conversation that we were having before about like setting up group rules, a group code popper, mm-hmm. um, and and then I, I I think we are maybe doing some more solid tips of what to do at the beginning of the year and then at the end of the, the year. year. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. That's yeah. a that's an important point. The middle, nobody cares about because it's easy. Yeah, it just happens. You just keep going. Yeah. <laughs> um, I'd say definitely for Copapa, we always review a Copapa every year because sometimes it changes and that's fine and people want to add to it. And I think that's really important, especially for people to feel like they know what's going on. They know how to be respectful and how to feel safe and things like that. Um, a big thing that we discovered was very handy was we have like an emergency conflict resolution process. So mm. if that's so smart, it's just, it's a beautiful flow chart. Like, Oh, anyway, would you be able to share it with Absolutely. us? Absolutely. I was like, would you like in it? the email? Yes, please. Yes. So, Oh, sorry. The slight plug. If you want to be sent the guff <laughs> from inside the out, guff. you should sign up from our emails. You can do that online at the website and then we'll let you know all of what's happening um, and for people in the wellington draw here i will send out the... do we have a shared drive is that Ooh. a thing that we have not sure i will make sure you get by some technological form <laughs> the, the resources yeah the resources <laughs> the conflict resolution flowchart yes it's beautiful but yeah we just uh, like we had some situations when the group was starting out of like certain people being in the club and there was um, issues that happened with them and uh, like some people left the club because of it and we're like, okay, that's not a thing we want to have happening obviously on the regular or at all. So we made a big diagram and process. It's basically like, it's kind of like a a contract almost, like a work contract. Like if you breach these terms of the contract, then this is what has to happen. Mm. So it's basically if something goes wrong, here's what to do and here's how to go down the line of that and that we haven't used it I haven't needed to use it since, but it's always there and we always walk everybody through it. So everyone knows that if you do things or if something happens, then this is what has to happen in order to keep everybody safe in order so we're not breaching any school rules as well. Because mm. that's the thing that you have to keep in mind, especially. But yeah, I'd recommend those. Oh, I have another question mm-hmm. about Copapa. What did your QSA, like, did you have an understanding or like rules about dating within the group and breaking oh, up within my God. the group? Oh wow! Wow! Oh, um, no, I don't. We do um we never had anything like that. But there was definitely like people dated in the group because it's just like that's where you find other rainbow people. So it makes mm. sense that mm. you know mm. you might as well. Yeah, you might as well. <laughs> yeah. Um, but I think that's really interesting. Actually, that was something I've never thought about before. Point. Yeah. Yeah, I think it's. I mostly think about things like that. Of like leaders and stuff of like yeah. if the leaders the fall leaders. out what do you do rather mm. than like with relationship stuff but that's really interesting do you have anything to like 
Oh, well, I was asking because I hoped you would have some Uh, wisdom on that. I mean, I know there's, like, we've got a very core group, and I know a few of them have dated, but it's, like, it worked itself out. Like, Mm -hmm. I know, like, they broke up, and then they were, but they were all still a big friend group. I think it it depends on the situation. Mm. I don't don't know if I would enforce or, like, make a co-pop before dating because I just, I wouldn't know how to make it because dating is complicated in itself that I wouldn't want to be like here's how to date in here (laughs) the queer way and I feel like as well if you have something about conflict resolution then it's sort of that thing of like if you break up and you're not super comfortable with each other then like you know we can't really do anything about that because that's your relationship Mm -hmm. but if it gets like nasty and you're being genuinely very rude or disrupting the group in any way then we can use this other conflict resolution whether you're in a relationship or not Mm -hmm. yeah and probably it's like with all rainbow community stuff, the pool is small. So like try <laughs> and play nicely. Exactly. And if you break up, try and break up adult wise yeah. and not nasty yeah. wise. And cause yeah, mm. that way it's probably better for your QSA as well. Yeah. I think people dating in my QSA was like my fave thing because like not only was it sort of that thing of like, I would just be like, what? But they would come up to me like while, while I was walking to class, they would like come up to me and be like, I'm dating this person. And I would just be like, oh, oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it was just like, oh, my children. I think I remember the main thing that we always told, I call them our kids just cause mm. it's a, it's a nice too. term. Um, our kids is that if you ever need to talk to us about anything outside of the group or like if you like want to ask us like a friend question like you can so I think that's important especially if like there's a breakup mm. and people don't like the like the kids don't know what to do like they know that you can talk to like they can come to you if you feel comfortable with that obviously if you're a leader and you don't feel comfortable with that don't do that but mm-hmm. I'd say it's a good suggestion to always have in yeah. place so. yeah yeah that's my, that's my advice for dating <laughs> <laughs> yeah good luck with the rest of it <laughs> yeah good luck yeah <laughs> yeah and I reckon as well, it's sort of that thing of you can only do, like your your group is only going to be so much and it's not as if, like as leaders, you know, we're not trained counsellors or lawyers or, or, teachers. Da- or teachers or dating professionals. Like a lot, of, basically all QSA leaders are like year 11s to 13s, just trying to just trying make to their go. way through. Yeah. Yeah. Um And it's important to, when you're going into that, knowing what your boundaries are Mm -hmm. and then how much you can actually, you know, if somebody came to you talking about their relationship advice, being like, oh, how do I actually have any knowledge or any advice to give you? Mm. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, Just being honest about that. Walk that fine line. Yeah. 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 And I think that's part of the general thing, eh, that if you are leading a QSA, then it's totally fine and we really advise you to look after yourself and mm. like so if some if someone comes to you with something that's a bit big um and you don't know what to deal with you can always like get advice from the guidance counselor or get advice from inside out or if there's an adult in your life that you trust with that kind of stuff go and get advice about that like don't feel like you're alone with anything yeah. don't put that burden on yourself. don't put that burden on yourself or even just if like the QSA is like quite a lot to organize and then no one else is helping out you can always like bring that to the group and say hey like I'm suffering I'm suffering <laughs> I'm human I've got a maths like test tomorrow <laughs> who's gonna step up and yeah because yeah. we want the QSA to be fun for you and not feel like it's yeah. a burden yeah I feel like honesty is all like just really great across the board especially mm. if you are a leader and being like okay so you expect me to have like something educational or to be like super social today mm. I think it's really important to 
like have a space where you're just like actually like I've had a really bad day today mm. or I just woke up uh, like an on hour before I should have yeah. yeah or like anything like that there just was being... no coffee in my house this morning <laughs> and I am not human yes oh, oh I feel that um but like just being able to say like okay so all of you just go socialize amongst yourself I'm gonna go sit over in this corner and just gonna have a chill day to day and I think that's great that's a big thing no one's expecting you to be like this perfect always on top to it leader like Mm. often when we have meetings because well we were very convenient in the fact that we had a double period on either side of our meeting session in the same classroom so often everybody would come in and my co-leader and I would just be like it's been a rough one guys uh we're just gonna have a chat today and we're gonna play some games and that's gonna be that and I think they like that I think they really people value honesty and people value that you're not the perfectly flawless person and that you're just like them and I think that makes the what's it called QSA more special Mm. and like more yeah. like a family, so yeah. definitely. I agree. It's something that you should keep up through the year, I think. Yeah. yeah. So what about at the end of the year? What are some tips? Like, I know that's ages away at the mm. moment, but getting into preparation early. Yeah, it's 2020. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, I think, um, so I know um, some QSAs have done this thing of, like, they'll – the, the older students will give the younger students, uh, like, be like, we're going away for exams. Um, we don't really have the time to prepare anything. Do you want to prepare anything? Mm-hmm. And they would have, like, the younger students do, like, a, like a, a TED Talk kind of thing, mm-hmm. um, which I think was, like, is a really great idea of not only is it, like, the the people that are going into the exams don't have to pile something on top of that, but also the younger students then get an opportunity to um like up to the plate yeah yeah, and like give it a go and just be like oh and I think as well if you've been in a QSA for that entire year you kind of feel a bit more comfortable talking Mm -hmm. in front of those specific people Mm -hmm. yeah yeah um uh since the since our QSA became really established we always made sure that we had like a line of succession I guess um and the big thing about this is having like uh, the most ideal scenarios if all of your leaders are year 13, you want to pick someone from year 12, 11, and 13, or, like, have at least someone in mind that you think might be a good leader, that you have noticed wants to be a leader, or you can even get some younger students in. And we try and train them up throughout the year. Like, we try and be like, this is how we plan stuff, and this is, like, you obviously see us running the sessions and whatnot. Mm. Um, And I think it's very important just to have people in mind because I know when the leadership got handed off to me, I knew that I was getting it, but I was also like, I have never presented in front of a group of more than 10 people that are not my friends ever before and I have to now run this entire thing this Mm. is extremely intimidating and I would have loved some backup so I think giving them backup is a very good idea yeah it was was the same for me actually of like um our QSA was set up the year before I took over it Mm -hmm. and um like there was literally no talk of anyone taking over it, so it was sort of that thing of like this needs to happen. So I just went so like, okay, yeah. <laughs> and it turned out another student had gone to talk to like the dean to be like, can we have a club? And then it just ended up that we were going to co-lead, and then it just like fell onto me to lead because he was quite busy and like it was totally fine and it was great. It worked out. Yeah, it worked out in the end. But look at me now. Um, yeah, you can't. We're on radio. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Sad food. Yeah. Um, yeah. No, he's, he was lovely. He was lovely. Um, yeah, no tea, no shade. Um, 
Yeah, but it was sort of that thing of it's kind of intimidating to be like, okay, so I'm like, I'm the dad now. I am your dad. <laughs> it actually feels like that. No, it's like, I cannot express how much, like, those are my babies. Like, I will do anything oh, for them. Right or um, die. Yeah, right or die. Um, but it can be quite a lot to just be like, it's a huge sense of responsibility, mm. even if it actually isn't that much of a physical responsibility. You just feel like mm. these are now people you have to look after yeah. in a way. Yeah. yeah, And I think, like, not that we're saying you need to take on that responsibility, but it is true that it's out there too, because, like, a lot of schools still aren't that safe and there is the bullying and all those things that go on. And so just from my perspective, seeing what a lot of QSA leaders carry, I'm like, oh, my gosh, mm. how are you so smart? Like, yeah. how did you learn so much so quickly? Yeah. Wow. I, I feel yeah. like being a QSA leader makes you, like, mature real quick. Oh, yeah. yeah. I definitely grew up fast because of that. Yeah. And people will notice that. They're like, why are you so mature? And it's like, it's because I had to be in yeah. a way. Mm. Yeah. yeah. It's like, I have my babies now. They're having a rough time. I'm... I just want to say too if there's any um any adults out there listening and thinking oh wow these people carry a lot and they do and in schools it's kind of weird that we leave the sex ed about queer stuff up to the 17 year olds because mm. the teachers aren't necessarily stepping up mm. and we leave changing the environment and making it safe up to the teenagers and that's not fair either so if you know a school in your area like you could ring them up and say what does your school do to be safe for rainbow students or if you know someone that's on a board of trustees you should nudge them and be like hey what does your school do also, or if you know any teachers just nudge them too and that will super help our cause yeah also um with the creating rainbow school uh, inclusive schools um it is for both it is for students and it is for about? Um, creating rainbow inclusive schools which is a series of workshops that we're doing this year from I think like the end of February mm -hmm. to June or July one of the J ones mm -hmm. um, we're doing a lot of them I do think we're doing like 50, 50 something of them yeah, something like that all around yeah. all around New Zealand yeah so yeah so it's gonna be crazy it's gonna <laughs> be great uh, come along you might see my face <laughs> like um, at yeah at, <laughs> at long last um, but it is for both, like, um, it's for, for teachers, it's for social workers, it's for principals, and it is for students as well. And it's a great place to go and be like, okay, so what are the, the students here noticing and what do they need? Mm -hmm. And it's a great way for teachers and students to be able to talk to each other in that format, mm -hmm. as well as saying, like, oh, I messed that up or, oh, the school is messing this up. We can change and we can improve that. Um, and that's a really great way of doing it as well as us being there to like facilitate that and also give tips at the same time. So it's not just you out there on your own. Yeah, I think a collaborative effort is definitely the best way to go about that kind of stuff because otherwise it's like, okay, if you put the burden on just the teachers, then they're obviously not going to know. I don't know on what's happening and if it's on just the students they're kind of the same so I think but they have a they like obviously they know what they're looking for so if you combine the forces yeah ultimate yeah. result yeah Bron's phone just went off okay. <laughs> so she's got she's like, gone to look at her phone, phone oh my gosh millennials on their phones these days <laughs> oh it hasn't even been an hour. Oh, yeah. It hasn't even been an hour, Bron, and you're already ignoring us to go on your phone. Sorry, I'm just tuning it off. <laughs> <laughs> I 
Um, fair, my phone already rang. Yeah, so. <laughs> yeah your, your phone rang during the break. You were just like, I'm not going to answer it. I'm in a meeting. I, I am. <laughs> yeah, but I think your system is a great one of having like not only like the next year sorted out, but having the next couple years sorted out. Yeah. And I think um, as well, I was up in Tauranga, um last year doing um, one of the rainbow inclusive workshops mm-hmm. um, and they had they had this really awesome system. Um, no, I think it was in Rotorua. I can't remember. Um, one of those places. One of those places so far away, I don't even think about it. Um, <laughs> yeah, it's a kapaka. Um, but they had this really awesome system uh, that they had a representative from each year group. So, oh. yeah, so it, Sick. they weren't, like they had like one main leader who would sort of pull everything together and they had representatives from each year group that could sort of feed in of like, this is what our year group needs. They're so smart. They're so clever. Like their brains are so big. Um, And like, and like, um, (laughs) smart there in Tauranga or Rotorua. (laughs) Yeah. 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 No, I think it was in Tauranga. No, wait, was it in Topol? I think it was in Topol. It was somewhere. (laughs) It was, it was somewhere. Um, but, Basically, they had that that system, so it meant that there was still somebody that was sort of pulling it all together at the end of the day, and everybody knew that there was one person they could go and talk to, but there was still um, several people to, like, pick up the slack or to, um, you know, you could go to talk to if it was something specific to your year group, or, you know, it was just so that everybody was represented, um, and it didn't necessarily mean that you had to go on to be a leader, but... Like, I think it was a different representative each year for the different, yeah, which was a cool cool. system. I think because different year groups in the same school can have quite different cultures. Like, if there's strong personalities, like, it can go a totally different way. So what year nine is dealing with can be totally different to what year 10 is dealing with. Mm. Uh, Yeah, I think you often find that, well, in in my experience, we've always had more junior students than we have senior students. Mm. And that, I think, is because the way that I think they see QSA as it's, it's as they need it. So obviously if you get older and you feel like you don't need that support, then you can go away. So, but yeah, I think junior students, you get a lot more because they are new and everything's new and terrifying. So it's mm-hmm. nice to have a safe space. Yeah. Yeah. And I think as well, it's really great to have older students in that space because I think it's really important as younger students to have people to... Um, look up to in a way of being like oh these people are like a little bit older than me and you know they're you know out and they're you know doing doing their thing thing. or like even if they're not out and they're just doing their thing it's just nice to know that there are people that are older than you yeah Yeah, that Mm -hmm. you can grow up and even though it's just like two years away I think I feel like when you're a teenager it's It's those two years matter yeah Yeah. Yeah. of like the difference between a 14 year old and a 16 year old is massive Like, oh, my gosh. Thank God for yeah. growth. <laughs> yeah. And I, I think as well it's really great as an older student to also get that of, like, I feel like when you're younger it's really great to look up to people and then being able to move into that role and be like, okay, so now I'm going to, you know, look out for you and, you know, that sort of thing. And I think it's a really great um, – I think it's really nice and it's really fulfilling to, like, mm-hmm. leave school and be like, oh, okay, so I was, like, you know. Contributed. I yeah. Contributed to making it better yeah, for exactly. the next – Next group, mm-hmm. throw yeah. in, yeah. I was your tuakana. Mm. I was like, ready to go, yeah. <laughs> That's so sweet. Yeah. 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 What next? What are we talking about next? What are we talking about next? We've been going for a fo- solid for 46 a minute. minutes. <laughs> um, I reckon 
what could be good um, from here is actually, shall we quickly plug the next queued up session? Because yes. that is, we both have it in our calendars and we're racing to see who'll get to it first. I've got it. It's on oh. the 16th of February. <laughs> oh, <it's laughs> birthday. oh, that's cute. cute. It's on the 16th of February from two till four. Yeah, yep. at 327 Willis Street, yeah. which is my house, which is a bright <laughs> yellow house. Yeah, which yeah. is also a community centre, which yeah. I think, like, is so on brand for you, Bron. Like, it suits you. Um, yeah, so actually it's not my house, it's the community centre just under my house, but it's also super convenient for me. Yeah. So even if it's raining, I will be there and I will be dry. Yeah. But if you've come from the outside, we'll have the um, there hot tea? water on, yeah, there's, there's tea, there's yeah. coffee, there's snacks. Only instant coffee, but like, whatever. Oh, um, unless you bring plunger coffee i'll bring the plunger <laughs> yeah yeah yeah. That's so cute. yeah um yeah so i figured it would be nice to get that out there before we move yeah. on and i guess now would be a great time Can sort I of come? no re you're not allowed to come <laughs> i thought you told me when i was like cool no. I'm, I'm, I'm kidding <laughs> re just did like a like a oh like i'm sad but i'm trying to still oh, smile so look <laughs> re you're welcome re is sobbing re is sobbing yeah that's actually leave it <laughs> <laughs> meaning yeah i'm gonna call my boss yeah um i guess what we can do in those last like couple couple little while couple little while that's the name of this episode <laughs> um we could maybe do some study tips but also some mental health tips because um i i feel like going one yeah i feel like going into like high school is one experience going into ncea is oh, another one and then like being in your last up. year yeah. and leaving that is yeah. another thing mm. so um what would you like to start with? Would you like to start with study tips or mental health tips? Over to you. I feel like study tips. Yeah. You could do study tips. Yeah. How do I study? Hold yeah. On. I just remember. <laughs> okay. Is this in terms of all year exams? Um, I reckon maybe just things that help you stay on top of things. Because uh, okay. I think um, for me especially like we talked Maggie and I talked about it a little bit in the ADHD episode of a lot of the time things pile up and like procrastination they stack up and it in turn not being on top of things can really impact your mental health Mm -hmm. so maybe doing things of like how do you keep track of Um, everything you have to do and how do you stay on top of that um if you have ADHD I'm sorry this might be a bit trickier (laughs) go listen to the ADHD episode (laughs) I reckon, like, figure out what's the stuff that you love and then Mm. the stuff that you're okay with and then the stuff that you hate. Yeah. And then schedule it in for, like, the ways that works for you. So, like, um, my brain is slow in the (laughs) afternoon. So that's not – and I'm really slow at writing. So Mm. writing tasks I need to do in the morning or I do in the evening when my flatmates are around and, like, there's fun going on and then I don't get bored. I just, like, sit in the corner and do writing. But the afternoon for me needs to be like people stuff because oh, I always okay. like people, or it can be language stuff because I'm a language geek. Mm. Oh, cute! Yeah. yeah, yeah. I'd say definitely know your know when things are due. Like obviously, you get a schedule given out to you, and you usually have your assessment schedule pre prepared. But like, write it yourself. Like if you write it electronically on your phone, like put it in there so you know when it is. Or if you have like a physical diary put it in there because otherwise like whenever I don't physically write anything down I have no idea what's going on whatsoever mm-hmm. so I'd say definitely knowing what's going on is how I like can visualize when things are due which I think is really helpful I think on that then um figure out what type of learner you are you don't have to do it like 
it's not gonna happen overnight. Like you're not gonna be like, I am instantaneously like a visual learner. Although if you did, that's like great, good on you. But like figure out how you learn best and therefore plan your what's the kind study curriculum to that because mm-hmm. I know that I like to do things very visually. I like to make lists. I like to write a lot. So that's how I do study mm-hmm. as I make it as visual as possible. So yeah, mm-hmm. nice. I'd say as well, for, for me, I really have a really tricky time of stretching things up over a long period of time mm-hmm. of like, I need to do something in like, in one day Yeah. of like, I cannot do something over two weeks because I, work. no, it does not work. Like I forget what I'm writing about or I run out of steam or lose I, thought, yeah. I lose my train of thought or like I decide that I don't like it anymore and I start it all over again. So I th- find what really works for me is writing, like writing one essay in one go. If like write it in one day if you can, but don't do it right before the deadline. Do it maybe like a week or two before the deadline, like hand it in as a draft or look at it again in like two days and then decide if that's still what you wanted, yeah, want to want and then go through and edit like that rather than doing it in little clumps because... For me personally, yeah. yeah. I don't know, I was pretty bad last year in terms of studying because I, d- I definitely prioritised extracurriculars and, like, management of things over my own schoolwork. So I was like, oh, it'll get done eventually. And so quite literally every internal that I had due, um, you, I would get the notification on Google Classroom, like, this thing is due now. And I'd be like, cool, I'll start then. <laughs> Which I don't recommend, but it also meant that I could do what Compass said and, like, do it all at once and not lose my train of thought. Maybe proofread it, but really it's not necessary unless it's English. Um, and tip on that, get it, just put it in Grammarly. Or my friend loves to read out her essays to, like, oh. someone near her. Like, if, I, if we're studying together, she'll be writing something. She'll be like, does this make sense? And I'll listen and I'll be like, yes. Yeah. So if that's how, mm-hmm. like always proofread with someone else or get someone else to do it whether that's a digital what's it called machine or a human being yeah Yeah. and and Bron you do a lot of like studying with languages what would you recommend for people like studying languages for maybe like learning vocab or just staying on top of it oh yeah you can get apps on your phone so I've got study blue and that's like you can do flashcards make flashcards for yourself and then if you're bored (laughs) like uh, everyone's just geeking out right now um so maybe if you're bored you can just like go on and check how much you know and it also memorizes which ones you're not as good at remembering. So you can Ooh, nice. do, you can click like study the hard ones. And you can also go online and steal other people's flashcard packs. So like if you're doing, I don't know, NCA level one French, then probably other people are too. You can like steal their flashcards. Mm. So I reckon that's pretty good. Watching things on Netflix in the mm. language of your choice, highly recommend that. You can do I, that? I cannot tell you how useful, like how amazing Netflix is. I think they have, they have the so many different languages. They I think so many Chinese shows, Japanese yeah. shows, all the Korean yeah. shows. Every single Korean show that's mm. ever been made. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but yeah, but I think as well, if um, you have a device and it's set to a certain language, Netflix mm. will offer you that language in yeah. audio and in dubbed if they have yeah. it. Mm. Um, so uh, if you're maybe learning French in this movie, it's not showing you, you know, a French subtitle or French dubbed mm. option. Change your device to that language mm. and then it will offer it to you. Mm. You can always yeah. switch back as well. Yeah, mm. you can switch back. And I think it might also just work if, if you're on an app, um, on the Netflix app, if you switch the language in the Netflix app. 
yeah, that will it work totally as well. does. Me and my friend yeah. share a net, a Netflix um, account, a Netflix yeah. account, and then we're always warring because I always switch mine to Chinese, and then she's like, ah, yeah, so wasn't really Chinese, yeah. 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 yeah, and she switches it back to English, and then I switch it back to Chinese again. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's kind of cute. Yeah, but which is it's really great, and it also means that you can watch shows like maybe you've watched it already in mm. like um your mother tongue, mm. um, and then you can watch it again in the language that you're studying, yeah. which is sort of like that way you don't need to understand everything fully because you still know what's going on but you can just learn the language a bit easier yeah, yeah. the best way to learn a language is to be immersed in it mm. I, like yeah. that's just straight facts and that straight facts, straight facts. <laughs> and that brought up another thing of like good sites to use um for like lots of sciences like if you're taking a science heavy um course i'll call it um quizlet is probably the best thing for you because it's got flashcards and like as multiple different settings on like you can learn it you can read it you can take it like they they have a test mode and they also have game modes it's really good for like intense vocab so obviously it'd be quite good for languages as well um so we always use quizlet for like biology especially because they like to shove eight thousand terms it'll mean (laughs) slightly different things um so i think that's perfect and there's another one uh lucid press if you like flowcharts Mm. Oh, makes if you're really studying Te Reo Māori, there's um, Taringa, if you've heard of that Ooh. podcast, that's really awesome. Yeah, I've literally just started listening to <laughs> that, that's by uh, Tawananga, isn't yeah, it? Yeah. yeah, oh, it's fantastic. I definitely recommend it. It's, oh, I'm very much enjoying Wait, it. Can I get a, like, a, a blurb? What is it? A, what is it? What is you've it? probably listened to it a bit more than I have, so do you want to do a little blurb? So Taringa is... Um, it's a podcast, and in September, it's entirely in Te Reo Māori. The rest of the time, it's mostly in English with some Māori, but you can still follow it even if you don't speak Māori because, like, they translate the key points and stuff. Mm, cool. Um, and it goes on a cycle, so each week there's one, and sometimes about tikanga, so, like, mm. kind of customs in Te Reo Māori, then one's about a particular iwi and, like, their stories, then there's something about That's words. So, so it's, like, language geekery, kind of yeah. full-on language geekery. Yeah. And then the other one is, oh, a story. So, like, they might tell a story, like, about Maui, but they'll tell it, like, real dramatically and, yeah. like, you yes. get into it. Yeah. I love that. Yeah. And I am most definitely not a fluent speaker of Te Reo, but, um, like, with the, my little my little knowledge, I'm able to, like, follow along. And it's also really great for picking up, like, you know, the flow of conversation and everything oh, like that. It's really, really, really yeah. awesome. Um so I'm, I'm excited to listen to more of it because I literally only found it like maybe a week or two ago and I'm really excited about it. Yeah, yeah I didn't know I had a fellow yeah. fan. We, we, we love podcasts <laughs> in this house. Yeah, yeah. On that, my favourite podcast currently. I'm a, I'm a, I'm a classic student. <laughs> Rhee has told me about, I've been in Is Rhee's it? vicinity while she's been talking about this Wait, podcast like three been, times. Okay, well, you're getting it again. I'm a classic student, so I love all the things to do with the ancient Greek and Roman stuff because, well, coincidentally, my favourite teacher was also our QSA liaison. Mm. Uh, shout out to Hannah Payton-Smith. I love yeah. you so much. Um, you were great at the potluck. And the panel. Oh, and, and the, the panel. panel. <laughs> we had a potluck with her and she made like, oh, She made great vegan sal- salad. Yeah, it was vegan a salad, right? salad. Yeah, loved that salad. But Hannah, winning on all fronts. But there's a podcast <laughs> called The Trojan War Podcast. And not only does it tell you the whole story of the Iliad in like a cool way, but it also gives all of the background and like the like facts during the time frame and stuff. Mm. Like here's how Bronze Age fighting and like warfare and here's how Odysseus became Odysseus and here here's why Achilles is like a little little bitch boy. Um, <laughs> my favorite episode is why Achilles is terrible. I love him so much, but that's my favorite podcast. So yeah. if you like Trojan war things. Yeah. 
listen to it. Yeah. And I think as well, the thing is, is like for pretty much anything, there's a podcast of like, there's one podcast I listen to called This Podcast Will Kill You, which what? is, what? it's it's all about diseases. Um, so oh, they, they, I was like, what, is this a true crime podcast? Yeah, no, it is not a true crime podcast. Um, but it basically, what they do is they break down the biology of a certain disease. Um, most of the time they're, they're like viral diseases. Um, so breaking down the biology and then they go through the history of that disease of like, they talk about if there's a specific epidemic that was like particularly horrific or, um, where it's shown up in like ancient times. Um, so like their very first episode is about um, influenza and they talk about like the, you know, the, crisis, the yeah. yeah, the, the biology of that. And then the 1918 epidemic and all of that. Yeah. Epidemic. That's the word. Yeah. It's like, what's crisis, but medical. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Medical so, like, crisis. Bringing it back to studies. studies goals, Sorry, love podcast. Make it, um, make it interesting for you. Yeah. Like, if there's a way you can geek out about your topic, then you're way more likely to stick, with, stick it. with it. Yeah. Yeah. If it's fun. Yeah. I think as well, I'm a very, I wouldn't say I'm a super visual learner. I would say I'm definitely um, like hearing things and then talking about things. Um, That's what helps me keep things in my brain. So talking to people about what I'm studying really helps. Mm. And it really helps if I'm super passionate about it (laughs) as well. Um, But that's how I sort of learn as well. Mm. And that's why podcasts are particularly great for me. And then it's also particularly great to have somebody who's, who can at least put up with me geeking out and like just talking about it for a while? Yeah. Respect. Yeah. Thank you. I respect you too. <laughs> I reckon too, if you get overwhelmed, get help quickly. Mm-hmm. Like most people, if they get overwhelmed, they feel embarrassed and then they put their head in the sand and then they pretend it's not happening. And then it gets worse. And then it gets fully <laughs> worse. Whereas in your school, there will be people that are there to help you out. And so if you're behind on an assignment, if you just go and like fess up to the teacher, I'm behind, can I get some help? Probably they'll help you. But Nine if times you just, ten, yeah. Yeah. If you just like, a month after it was due, it was like, oh, sorry. Mm. Then by then there'll be ha and they will not want to help you out so much. Exactly. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. I also think, especially in terms of like looking after your mental health in terms of studying, like I, I'm like a, not a pro breakdowner, but <laughs> I have, I had like once a term at least breakdowns because I would get stressed a lot and then I would internalize it and then I would like cry about it but that was always good because quite literally biologically speaking crying is like the number one way to break down cortisol which is stress hormone so if you feel like you want to cry you should because then you'll feel better after and then you'll be able to carry on from there but obviously I think when having like a mental breakdown you should always like get help for it as well because I'd usually go to Hannah number one teacher and be great like potluck. <laughs> potluck, great classics teacher and be like hey I have 84 assignments due and I'd run a QSA and I have a dog um <laughs> all very demanding life things and I'd be like I need to like just have a stress about it and then help me plan out how I can get how I can yeah. do my 84 assignments and walk my dog yeah yeah. And I think as well, prioritizing is super important of like, you don't have to do everything. And I think as well, um, there is a lot of pressure put on like getting excellence endorsements or merit endorsements and that sort of thing when like, it doesn't necessarily yeah. matter. Exactly. And I think as well, we only have like three ways to grade things. So it's mm-hmm. like, you know, anything less than excellence kind of feels crap because... Because it's, it's, yeah. it's not the top. Yeah. yeah, because it's not the top and there are only, like, two other options. Whereas, like, a merit is, like, a good grade, you know? Yeah. Like, it's great. And an achieved is also good. Yeah. Like, you know, you don't have to put that much pressure on 
yourself to get the best grade ever. Yeah, yeah. especially, like, the huge sense of, like, academic pressure of, like, being, like, conventionally smart, I think, is a big issue in schools and I think there's more than one way to be intelligent and I think a lot of times because of how we grade things and how we value things in school that gets pushed over a lot but I think like you like you're allowed to be emotionally intelligent with yourself you're allowed to like not prioritize grades every time and that's like a good thing too like you're not losing in terms of your being for that you're like that's not how it works like just because you're not like academically ducks doesn't mean you're not, like less of a person yeah so I think that's a good thing to keep and in mind and bringing it back to QSAs um that's one thing that I think we see is like that people coming out of QSAs often have lots of really awesome skills that actually do help you in life and help mm. you with getting a job and all those things like if you can lead stuff if you can hold a group together if you can plan communicate well deal with conflict actually like in the future, if you're trying to get a job, a lot of employers care way more about that kind of stuff than they do whether you got an excellence in your Trojan War essay <laughs> or not. Hey, so, man. <laughs> <laughs> two Trojan War essays. <laughs> well, no, two Trojan War essays wins. Yeah, but, thank you. Yeah, so, like, um, if you're not super all about doing really well in exams and stuff, that's totally fine. Yeah. Yeah, it's not the end of the world yeah. in the slightest. Yeah, but I think as well, it's really easy to just internalize that because that's yeah. what you get fed a lot. And mm. I think it's like you just need to acknowledge that it's a massive achievement just to finish something and to hand it in. And like, you know, that's all. Especially because school kind of goes really quickly in the sense that lots of things happen all at once and you don't really get a time to be like, cool, I finished eight assignments in a week. Now I have to study for exams like that's kind of how the last few four months of of school goes when really like you're allowed to be like okay congrats me like Mm -hmm. I get now a weekend to myself like Mm -hmm. that's a thing that you can do and it's good for you yeah so definitely also don't study in your bed don't study in your bed. I love my bed. No, do not study in your bed. You I'm will so no longer you will no longer be able to sleep in your bed if you study in your bed. What if you have a double bed and one side studying and one side sleeping? That's it's still your bed, Bree. <laughs> it doesn't matter if it's a double bed and half of you've split it down the middle. Uh, like it's literally, so comfy. if you you should leave your bed for sleeping in only because. The human brain builds up association so quickly mm-hmm. that you should just leave one part to studying and another part of your bedroom or your house to sleeping or relaxing because you're going to get super stressed super quickly if you do that. Yeah. Um, I mean, like, sometimes sometimes you just got to do what you got to do. But, like, I would say it's definitely far more helpful, especially to me having ADHD needing to have habits, needing to have routines, mm. having certain sections that are physically broken up into different places for different things, that's super useful. Yeah. Oh, another good one is don't forget your other well-being stuff, like outside time and oh, exercise God, yeah. time and eating actual food time is super important. So if you feel like you're losing all that stuff, like Actually, if you get out of your chair that you're studying in and go mm-hmm. for a 10-minute walk around the block, like, you will be smarter when you come back. Mm-hmm. And you'll just feel better. Yeah. Like, that's a huge thing. Yeah. 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 And 
eating and showering and sleeping, all super important. All, all important. Yeah, especially, yeah. like, for some of them more than others yeah. to the people around you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Call that post. Yeah, yeah. I'm calling all of you. It will not go well if you forget the shower. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's like maybe three days is fine, but yeah. once it gets to three once weeks. Gets, <laughs> yeah. like, oh, honey. Yeah, honey. honey. You, know. you just feel grime. Yeah. You know that feeling? Yeah, but it's that sort of thing of you put your yourself first you put your mental health and your physical health first and then education comes mm. second or third yeah. yeah that's a kind of it reminds me of like the four laws of whole order which mm. is the the Maori philosophy of spiritual emotional social physical what's the fourth and final health and not like all of the, you need to have four walls of a house in order for the house to be complete and stand yeah. up and like nowhere in that does it mention that you need to have yeah. an excellent endorsement so yeah prioritize your house first yeah. and yeah. then you can furnish it okay yeah and then you can study in it you have a little room yeah. and then a bedroom yeah <laughs> absolutely yeah. yeah and like having your like obviously some of those like those walls of your party will be harder to to build. to build up or just in general it might be kind of shoddy but you know the ones that you can keep strong if you keep those ones stronger then they'll help support the ones that are a little bit weaker as well of and I think as well it's a great way of looking at things holistically as well yeah yeah Yeah. because it'll all intertwine in the end so Mm. yeah definitely important so we've been going for a solid hour and seven minutes do any of y'all have like final tips or final remarks or anything else that you'd like to to study with your dog They're your friend. My dog not only knows when I'm upset, I think they have some sort of, like, sense chemical. Like, dogs can also sense when earthquakes are happening, so I think they can sense when you're sad as well. That would make sense. Like, it's the only two things that exist in the world. Um, (laughs) But, like, I don't know. Well, in that sense, I like studying with other things around me. Like, even even plants are technically alive. So, Mm. like, having just some sort of thing or some sort of noise. I hate hate silence. Mm. That's just me. So I always need something to be playing as well. For for studying with music, I totally recommend listening to classical music or, or operas because, like, you yeah. unless you're like a classical music nerd, you're not going to listen to it any other time. Yeah. You're not going <laughs> to listen to it any other time, so it's going to be your study music. Also, they have like consistency in it, so like mm. it it focuses you in. Yeah. Um, and there's a site called Ambient Mixer that like it's mostly a nerdy thing, but it makes mixes of, for example, Hogwarts like common rooms like it has a Slytherin common room mix and I listen to it because I'm like I can study the Slytherin common room because I'm a Slytherin plug <laughs> so yeah no figure out what you need to study like, I'm a Hufflepuff me too oh my gosh okay. get out Rhi <laughs> I get it I'm isolated Rhi and her green <laughs> Slytherin jersey yeah, yeah. Uh, true yeah <laughs> they went all out yeah, yeah. I commit yeah um do you have any other final closing remarks Bron? no I hope you have a good 2020 and reach out oh, if yeah, you need anything from yeah. Inside Out. Yes. 16th of February yeah, six, in Wellington. 16th of February in Wellington on Willow Street, um, queued up. Um, it'll be really Such great. It's a good name. It's so good. Queued up is so good. It's, it's we so have to funny. do a shout out to the um, the people down south in like maybe Dunedin or Christchurch that came up with it uh-huh. and then said that we could all steal the names. So is that from Qtopia? No. Oh. I love Qtopia. <laughs> It's so cute. It's because Nick is the new uh, Bronwyn down south. And yeah, so, yeah, the new Bronwyn. Yeah, yeah. I just like I was here. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. 
Uh, yeah. So it's going to be really awesome. And I reckon this year is going to be really, really cool for not only all the Inside Out Mahi that we're doing, but I hopefully I feel like, you know, over the years, people have mm. been prioritizing their mental health more yeah. and have, nice. yeah, and have been like, these are my limits and my boundaries, um, not only with studying, but also within, you know, groups and QSAs and within their lives. So I'm really excited for this yeah, year. 2020 will be healthy yeah. and gay. Yeah, healthy and gay. <laughs> like double whammy. Yeah, double whammy. I people love it. Watch out. Yeah, <laughs> watch out. We're coming. <laughs> yeah. Um, so thank you very much for listening. Thank you both of you for coming on. Anytime. Yeah. Anytime. Yeah. Kakit. <laughs> <laughs>